Welcome to Come to Where I'm From with your host and best new friend, Joseph Arthur. Today's guest is Tracy Bonham. Tracy Bonham is coming on the show. I know you now. We're gonna let it flow, let it flow. Tracy Bonham is coming on the show. Appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> I was about to say, some people pleaser you turned out to be. So what? I said, some people pleaser you turned out to be. Absolutely. Because you're late. Okay. But <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> I don't mind that you're late. <laughs> but I was going to make a joke about that because I'm a, I have that same... Thing. No, no, I don't. But I have a people pleasing thing. Yeah. So wait, if you show up on time, that means you're... People, people pleasing. Well, no, it just means you're responsible. No, it means yeah, but if you show up late, it means you're not a people pleaser. Oh, so actually, may, maybe right, I know maybe what it's you mean. A, yeah. May, I was making a joke though. It's a good joke. <laughs> it's a yeah. good conversation. Apparently not. <laughs> I thought it might be a funny way to start the conversation. <laughs> it's okay. I just feel like actually the people pleaser in me was really unhappy getting here late. Right. That's what I mean. So now I'm just conflicted. Yeah, well, don't be. Okay. It's all good. Okay. But I, I have well, that same... We got nothing going on. Okay. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I have that same... That same personality. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a flaw. Yeah. Maybe. People please. It definitely can be deadly people it pleasing. It can be... At its darkest. Torture. And, but I realized something. Are we on? Because this is good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, this we just eased into it. Yeah. I realized that I'm actually not a people pleaser, but I'm... I'm avoiding disappointing people. There's, I think there's a difference. What's the difference? Well, I don't want to. Pl- I don't really care if somebody likes me or not. Uh-huh. I mean, I think I used to when I was younger, but then I realized the reason why I'm shuffling around and trying to, you know, uh, make other people okay is because I, I'm avoiding disappointing them. Is there a difference? I don't know. Maybe there's not a difference. I, I had it really good the other day. Now yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. I'm avoiding hurting, disappointing, upsetting. That's not the same as pleasing. Right. I'm not going out of my way Why to please not? people. It's you semantics. You just don't want to disappoint them. They're not necessarily going to be happy with you. They're just not going to be disappointed. Yeah. I'll yeah. do anything well, that, yeah. to not have someone disappointed well, me. People ple- well, then that gets into people pleasing. When you say, I'll do anything. Because <laughs> it's when you prioritize the way somebody else feels rather than how you feel. There we go. That's really okay, the Okay, and then that's it. That's the umbrella and everything. That is. That's codependency. Right. Like when oh. you care more about... About what the way somebody else feels, or oh. as opposed to the way you feel. That is my mo. Well, I've like worked I- incredibly yeah. hard these last three yeah. years at really? rectifying that. Good, I'm I'm yeah. with you, but I'm a little behind you. I, I it's time. Uh, yeah, I, it's I'm too old for this. It's well, m- yeah, I got lucky because I got sort of pushed into it. How did you get pushed into Just it? Just through a complete like you know my life completely falling apart, <sighs> relationships ending right. like in you know incredibly important relationships ending not just romantic you know uh-huh. i mean just like wild wild things happening in my world that just 
that just made it be like, okay, you have to either change yeah. or, you know, or, you know, or you won't survive. And then it was like, um, yeah, it just that it was once I learned about boundaries, mm-hmm. I learned, I started setting, I started setting up boundaries and right. I went, I had to go through a period of isolation for a couple years. Really? To kind of recalibrate and know who you can. Well, just nobody wanted to with. hang out with me oh, either. Okay. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, but uh, I recalibrated. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's been incredible. Well, good for you. I'm yeah. so happy for That's you. That's why I like talking about this stuff right off the oh, top. This is like, everything I want to talk about. Yeah, and good. yoga helped me a lot. Okay. And I know that you yeah. went through your teacher training and all yeah. that. Yeah, I did. So and that, I, that stuff is like really valuable, I think. It's like so yoga. valuable. Yoga is a trip. It is a trip. And, yeah. it, and it can come and go. It will always be there in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. It's once I really discovered it and understood it, especially reading a lot during the teacher training, you read a lot. Yeah. Um, I was like, thank God for yoga. Right. It's incredible. It's so healing. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, because I got into it about a year, a year ago, mm-hmm. real heavily. Mm-hmm. And that's when, uh, is that when things started to really change? Things really, like, because I was into boxing and running before okay. that, like, real heavily, though, you know, and yeah. meditation, too. Mm-hmm. Like, so it wasn't just, but then once I hit yoga, it was like, it's because then suddenly the healing happens in in the subconscious, I uh, feel like. Without you doing. Without you doing. Yeah. It's like. And boxing and running was probably you still doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah, probably a bit of both too, but more so with yoga, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's something like releasing mm-hmm. old things, you know, yeah. when they do, when you do the. The hip openers and all that, and then you're right. Uh, so you feel like on a cellular level, it, it uh-huh. actually, I think so. A hundred percent. I love that. I think so too. I would like first early yoga classes. I would like cry during. Oh like, wow, you, you had know. those. Oh yeah, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and I've taken friends to yoga classes and they're just bawling like oh, a, yeah. a puddle really? on the floor. Oh yeah, dude. I've it's, never tried it, you, bro. It's intense. Oh, it's really great. It is. Why don't we go? Yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> I would love to. I go to yoga to the people sometimes, which is like, oh, yeah. you know, you can. I'm it's afraid. Donation based. Oh, right, right. It's donation. Stop You're being afraid? afraid. See, that's the thing. And my husband was afraid too. Because there's maybe you have a little bit of a block. Like, what's going to happen? You don't know what's going to happen. I'm skeptic. What's going to yeah. open up? Oh, yeah. Skeptic about what? Just the whole you, you know what it yeah. is like look at it then like I, anything people are skeptical about i just go okay that's fair enough but just think of it as stretching right there you go it's stretching then mm-hmm. i mean i love it. it's only yoga like that's yeah, something I, yoga. that's something i think about now when i'm practicing yeah. like if i'm like not doing something perfect or this or that i'm like <laughs> I, in my head i just go it's only yoga dude mm-hmm. it's like when you're a kid like when I was running today, I was like running through the you know grass in the rain. It's like it's just reminiscent of being a kid. Mm, it's like if you nice. can rediscover that stuff uh, yeah. and that wonder of life, it's Innocent. still so mm. it's still available to you. Yeah, it is, it and it's available is. to you through these like physical practices. Right, right. You know, because you know, you're doing like I think it's what the body, the mind, and the spirit, and you're doing all. It's yoga yeah. means the union of all that stuff, and you cannot even think or try, but it just kind of inherently happens it'll once hap- you it'll practice happen on its own, it'll happen on its own yeah you don't have to force anything yeah it's it's a beautiful thing but you gotta be you got all these things required uh some form like kind of a i feel like a relentless form of discipline there's that too to like really get the gold out of them like mm-hmm. yeah you can't just dip in and out i don't think so i mean you can't like i said it's available for you you but can but you don't get the benefits you don't get the hardcore right. thing right. like unless you're just like 
dedicated to yeah. it. And yeah. I feel like the dedication is motivated by trauma. Well, that's a cool subject. Yeah. Dedication is motivated by trauma. Well, change yeah. definitely happens because of like someone's like growth from pain. Yeah. So I like that. Like trauma. Yeah. Motivates your dedication. Yeah, do yeah, you yeah, yeah. do you think it's the, possible the need for change then? To change without trauma? Ooh, that's a good question. I think maybe slowly, but not drastically. I think that yeah. if you have trauma or pain and you want out of that pain, if yeah. you're aware enough to be want it out of that pain, yeah. then you're going to make the dedication to change. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just kind of like not if you're comfortable. If you're, yeah, you're very complacent, then you won't change so drastically or right. so quickly. If you got a cr- comfortable house and a bunch of TV series you like to watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm not just, that, but yeah. what you said I feel is true. Yes, right. cuz like uh, I'm comfortable with the pain and I'm not comfortable I'm with not. the pain. Ehud, I think we need to talk to you for second you're starting to like want to shift though yeah i'm starting are you yeah yeah I'm not, feeling I'm not a couple. motivated enough oh. but but that's also something so, something you, will happen but also words are powerful and if you keep saying things like that yeah. it's so much like we're programming our own mind so if you stop saying i'm not motivated enough because you're, you're giving gonna, yourself yeah. that message and that's cutting yourself off at the knees too. So just mm-hmm. goes back to the skepticism and everything. Yeah, Start. and now you're making your story no, like I'm, I'm a skeptic. I'm, I'm like, a skeptic. I'm, a skeptic. I'm not motivated yeah. enough. <laughs> this <laughs> that, is my story. You know, that's who you're I like am. Wearing a sandwich board. We identify or like yeah, we create ourselves yeah. in this life. Ah, this is awesome. Do you do you listen to Abraham Hicks? Oh fuck yeah! Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> Are it you was ca- like on my what, YouTube? Uh, so what do you got in your vortex oh, right my, now? Well, the vortex. <laughs> Isn't it a little cheesy, right? Well, uh, that I—I I mean, look, yo, I got uh, angel ca- okay. uh, card. You're with a hippie right now, by oh, the way. Like, right. you know, like, this is so my speed. Yeah, exactly. I'm so happy. No, we're gonna pick angel abundance cards. Oh yes. We're gonna pick life purpose I love cards. This. <laughs> we're this is gonna so, pick oh, yeah. motivation Wait. manifesto oh, cards. Oh, oh, this is my favorite book. I would normally have it in my purse. <laughs> oh, this is a book. Oh yeah, it's a I book. didn't know that. I just got yeah, the card. Yeah, this guy Brendan. Burchard those are good is, those are good oh yeah? yeah he's a he's incredible he's also like this a major <laughs> entrepreneur, entrepreneur i can't say that word Ampapakuka. entrepreneur <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, we had todd barry on and he goes you actually paid for those uh, <laughs> what did you get them for free no i paid for him, but he was he was yeah, but it was he's a great comic. It was funny. Oh, okay. It was funny as okay. hell. But anyway, what were okay. you saying? You I don't were about, know. You were about saying about an apapanua. Oh, yeah. Brendan Burchard is yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. And he wrote that book, and I didn't know who he was, and mm-hmm. I was reading the book, and it looks like a Bible. It's got, like, the gold leaf yeah, thing. Yeah, this is very... And I was, I love the book. I lost it. I bought another one. I carried it around with me. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of followed him, and I realized he's also, like, a major businessman guy. Uh-huh. But I don't care. Like, that's I thought okay. he was going to have, so like, a long I, beard. That's and probably it. his merch. Yes, but it's see, all his merch, I, and that's fine. I don't mind that. His message I, is clear. I don't mind, like, people making a buck. Yeah. I, like, no, I think in, it's fine. In my, I went through the dark night of the soul, and I, <laughs> I almost lost my ability to make art. I, I, wow. lo- I almost lost my ability to have a home. Really? Oh, man. Shit. So I'm way far away from that now, though. Okay. I'm full of abundance. and full. Oh, yeah, manifesting tons of it. Really? Now. But yeah, actively going for it too, like yeah. to some degree, you know, yeah. not like in any kind of hardcore way, but yeah. just like, 
Well, it's you know, okay to be abundant. It's okay. it's okay to make money. Exactly, it's, and you've got to heal your relationships uh, with 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 money and with like yeah. and that whole artist myth uh-huh, that we ha- right. that we grew up with in the '90s while we were putting. Out, and it's part of your story right, too because right, you right. wanted your second record to be not this pop thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the kids nowadays, they're into like being as big as possible and pop. When we were in the '90s, yeah. it was like, oh, let's just we, we don't artists. try. We're artists, and yeah. we're gonna, almost going to die from heroin. <laughs> exactly, and that's what legitimizes us. Right. We don't want to look like we're trying. Right. And the business is like the yeah. evil side. Yeah. We're the artists. And yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't anymore. I don't agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Well, it was I, a struggle back because we were young mm-hmm. and the business was huge and yeah. it wanted a piece of us. And, and Kurt Cobain was so kick ass and he right. had that pose, but also, yeah. by the way, he was making gazillions of dollars. I know, so right? it's it like, like a walking conflict, <laughs> you know, yeah. contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. Interesting. I'm happy for you. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm happy. I'm happy that you're here. You yeah. want to yes. pick one of these? Okay. So it says it is quotes pulled. I didn't from know that. Quotes from the book. Okay, from right. the Let's New York Times bestseller. It's that one. Ooh, okay. and this one Nine. fell out of the deck. I don't okay. know if this is Yeah, what does that mean? That might be for you. Okay, this one's for me okay. since you said that. Okay, so what do we do? I'm going to read this? <laughs> Here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can, yeah, you can read. You usually so, read them on helium, but you don't have to. Oh, can I? Yeah. I want to. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I'm game. I'm game. Right. There's helium here? Yeah, there's helium. Oh, yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We have masks, too. <laughs> if you want to put on a mask, you can. Maybe. Right there, that one. Oh, keep, dear. That could go for later. Okay, one thing at a time. It's uh, up to okay, you, Tracy. I'll see when I feel that. Yeah, you, okay. if, you, if you feel it. Ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm 14 again. By the way, too, I guess mm-hmm. helium's on a shortage, so every yes. time we do this, somebody's not getting an MRI. Oh, oh is that what I... Oh, I thought you were going to say not getting a birthday balloon. Is helium balloon. using MRIs? So, yeah, apparently. I didn't I, know that. So, sorry yeah, to the people... Sorry. sorry that somebody's going to die because we're doing this. I don't wouldn't say they would die. I'm, it's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, I haven't done this in a long time. The nine declarations. <laughs> That's good. It doesn't last long enough. I know. It doesn't last. I know. It is a I problem. Got refills. I got refills. Okay. I did again. <laughs> I had no idea this was going to be so much fun. <laughs> Okay, meet life with full presence and power. <laughs> Reclaim your agenda. Defeat your demons. <laughs> so fun. Oh my God, I want to do this all the time. Here, you want more? Yeah. Give me well, more. You Is gotta it bad be, for you? Yeah, we got to be okay. somewhat careful, okay. I think. But I think, oh, you're, well. I think you're still okay. I need to finish the thing. Finish the thing. Okay, Here I you go, ended it. Defeat your <laughs> demons. Okay. <clears throat> um, ab... Advance with abandon. Practice joy and gratitude. Do not break integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Amplify love. Inspire. I'm dizzy. Yeah, be careful. Inspire greatness and slow time. Wow. That was pretty good. Are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. dizzy now. Yeah, no more. Okay, no more. We're, cut, we're cutting you <laughs> off now. <laughs> I don't this want... is fun. Though. Yeah, it is fun. God, I okay. So, yeah. <laughs> the great joys in life come when we are spontaneous and authentic while engaging in activities we care about. And the great miseries come when two... <laughs> You're trying. Don't try. 
When too many days stack up where we are conforming and posing while doing things we have no passion for. <laughs> that is good advice. You have, it's interesting. Your voice still is so low, and then you have... Hello. Oh, wow. I've recovered it. Yeah, it seems like he's faking it. Yeah, it but seems like he's faking it. I really wasn't. I, I took a huge gulp of it. Okay. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There you go. What do you want to say? Ah, we must be conscious and responsible for our beliefs and behaviors if we are ever to be free. Skeptic. I heard it. I guess so. This is true. He's not that much of a skeptic. I am. am. Not really. Pretend. I don't believe in anything. That's skepticism. What do you mean you don't believe in anything? That might be true peace and emptiness just like you know i'm not i don't want to throw in the whole discussion about religion and this and that but i just like not? i'm not i don't buy into anything i'm just that's I like, great people tell me oh god stuff i'm like no i don't buy it. yoga stuff because uh, I, I haven't tried it i guess uh, you're lumping I, I, haven't, you I, haven't, I haven't dived but the, into any but that means like things. believing in nothing is like a crazy amount of faith too yeah, like there's no well, faith. That's a thing. That's or, a dogma. Or I just don't worry about it. Yeah, that is there, a, that's I just fine. Don't worry. About it. It's like it's like you know, just like with everything. That's fine. Financial problems, I don't think about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. But that's, that's good. Great. It's like, What's yeah, wrong with that? It's like avoiding everything. And I know. need all that shit. You <laughs> well, see what I mean? Saying, like it's like maybe one day you will need it though. I probably need it now. I'm you just mean like, financial stuff? No, or just, just like belief. No, worries, worries. Just general and you manifested worries. a great, beautiful life. That's You're the other amazing. thing. You've got a beautiful daughter. Exactly. So it's like You're healthy. <laughs> Back to you guys. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's some truth in what you're saying though. What? That, you know, don't worry about things. So you you don't wanna devote yourself to any kind of yeah, you know, I just don't faith. worry thing, but yeah. do you pray? Do I? Yeah. Not really. Not really. I have in the past. I I have on occasion, but it's it's different than prayer. I guess it's part of a meditation. Sometimes there's mantras. So I do consider that the same as prayer. Yeah. Do you identify yeah. as your thoughts or as the witness of your thoughts? Ooh. I've done enough work to realize I am the witnesser well yes i'm the witnesser of my thoughts yeah the witness yeah 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 witness yeah yeah i'm all right now about source 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 energy yeah source you're high yourself the abraham uh, hicks stuff i'm high is that what you said no (laughs) i'm not saying i'm high um i feel high oh you're higher (laughs) self i thought you said you're high yourself That must be the helium. <laughs> um, no, oh yeah, like is that? Does Abraham Hicks talk about source? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, it's like basically and put it in your vortex. Yeah, and the all vortex that. thing is a little goofy for me, so I kind of laugh every Why? time. Why? Well, I don't know. The weird. It's the word. It's like the vortex. It really. There's a little bit of a skeptic in me, but I know what she's getting at. Mm-hmm. I know that it just means you're putting it into potential. Mm-hmm. You're creating energy to make things happen, to manifest. Yeah. So I love that, and I'm all about that. It's just the word vortex makes me laugh. Right. What about yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza? Who's that? Are you familiar with him? No. Ooh, okay. you'll li- you're going to like him. Dr. Joe? He wrote a book called You Are the Placebo. And it's about manifesting as well. Okay. He healed his spine. He got hit by a truck. He was a triathlon runner, and he um, healed his spine through his mind, mental practice, and stuff like wow. that. Yeah, okay. and uh, he's written this book, You Are the Placebo, and Becoming Supernatural. 
Okay. And they're and they're great. And he there's tons of like uh, what do you call it lectures on YouTube. Okay, I love that. <clears throat> yeah, so you could just research him. Okay. I think you would really if you're into Abraham Hicks, he's he's time. he's up your street. Then. Okay, that's great. That's yeah, great. I love YouTube for that. I just click on oh, Abraham yeah. Hicks lecture and I'm just going on my way. Right. Yeah. And and Bruce Lipton, he's another oh, one. Yeah, do you I've know who he some, is? No, I've got some learning to do. Well, just manifest people. Uh-huh, yeah. You know. You type in manifest. Yeah, like uh-huh. Ab- on the same thing as yeah. Abraham Hicks, like mm-hmm. Sad Guru's another one I check out. Cool. You're, who else do you check out? <clears throat> it's really Abraham Hicks. You're it started with Esther Hayes. I didn't even know well, about that, Abraham Hicks yet. That's the same person. No. Isn't oh, it? Esther, Esther, Esther Hicks. Hicks. It's so weird. This Esther, is where yeah. your skeptic is going to go off the rails. Well, because she's, trans, she's yeah. transmitting. Esther, yeah. A being called Abraham. She had to name it something. But it's multiple beings. It's just source. It's source. Yeah. But it's a trip. It when is you, a trip. When you listen so to valuable. it, it's definitely like legit, whatever it is. It, exactly. You just have to suspend whatever and know, just hear the message. And it's absolutely, I, I just feel like it's truth. I mean, the nature of supposed like rational reality is so absurd and crazy. Like what's to be even skeptical about? Like it's so wild that we're on okay, like if we go with scientific view that we're on a spinning ball going through space around like a huge flaming like <laughs> like 400 million miles away that happens to be exactly the same size as the moon that is like, you know, that's a perfect circle. I mean, how absurd is just reality on the face of it? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that's absurd? I don't think about those things. So it's like it never crosses my mind. Really. It never crosses really? your mind. It's like I see the moon. You don't lay I'm awake like, and go, cool. hmm. it's, like, it's the moon, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It it's not my problem. But it's see, not my he's problem. He's going to live to be like older than, he's going to be 120. Because he doesn't yeah. like, I don't know, you don't put any kind of negativity or any kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Walk <laughs> around. I don't know. I don't. I don't. In a in a strange way, that seems unbelievable to me. That there's no. Have you ever taken acid? No, that's okay. Like, uh, <laughs> have you? Yeah. Well, it was. I don't think it really worked, but yeah. Like mushrooms, any kind of psychedelics? Yeah, Yeah. mushrooms for sure. And I took like a quarter of a tab of LSD when I was Uh like a senior in high school or something. Okay, that probably didn't work. Yeah, no. (laughs) There was no, there was a fish on the wall that was talking to me. Oh, so it worked. It did work, but mushrooms, yeah. Yeah. Uh So do you think about those kind of things a lot? Like spiritual based things or whatever? Well, scientific and spiritual? Yeah. Um,. I have, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I think about that stuff a lot. Um, I feel like I, I feel like this is kind of where I'm at right now with the whole kind of truth. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, trying to find truth and trying to really let go of my story and the ego and the small self. I'm really working hard on that. Why? Um, I'm hitting a point where my relationships and um, the way I interact with the world is just not working for me and it's not working for other people around me. Right. And I feel like I might actually be a liar. Really? I'm walking around lying. Like about like 
Well, it's this people pleaser stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. We're just going back to that. Like I tiptoe around life because I don't want to disappoint others, mm-hmm. and I get myself because I don't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. I get myself into other like other what other people want for me. Yeah. And then I go along with that because oh, somebody wants me to be this way for them. Yeah. And then years later, I'm like resenting. I'm yeah. unhappy, but I can't express it either. Yeah, because you because you've put other people's feelings before your own. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. walking around not, I'm, you know, pretty unhappy with uh, some situations right now and I can't seem to get out of it because I'm afraid to talk about it. And right. It's not, it doesn't work. But uh, have, can you just take a leap of faith now that yeah. you are you're got the self-awareness of it, it seems like Yes, that's huge. the start, exactly. So, so I, maybe I more than take, a start. Yeah. Yeah, more than a start. And I just need to kind of trust that if I say the things that are so hard for me to say that I'm going to be okay and that the they are going to be okay. And that you'll be okay even if they're not okay. That's the hard part. That's the hard oh, part. God. Being okay if they're not okay. No, that's really hard for me. Yeah. But well, it's hard like, for me too. Mm-hmm. But uh I get it gets <sighs> addictive. Honestly, like really? after oh yeah, once you start finding Speaking that power really? in yourself, then, like, and you become more and more proud of yourself for not taking anyone's garbage. Okay. You know? Like a technique, um, you know, because are you familiar with narcissistic personality disorder and NPD uh, well, recovery since, and all that kind of well, stuff? Well, since the current administration, I've been hearing that uh-huh. term a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, a lot of people are out there um, that don't have their own hopes and dreams, and so they utilize, like, you know energy like other people's energy and the way they get that is by like crossing boundaries and doing things especially people that have weak boundaries and are people pleasers become um, magnets for people that have narcissistic personality disorder and they get abused by those people and they never defend themselves because they're afraid to and then so you find yourself being like this adult person that's still dealing with being bullied basically in a way, in a way. Yeah. yeah and That's not being able to like defend yourself on the playground but just like on the playground once you finally kick the bully in the nuts mm-hmm. you realize it's not as hard as you okay. thought it was Hey, this is really good i mean i'm not dealing with a bully necessarily but there are similarities there, yeah. there are times and and this is something that i just recently experienced and it goes back to other really bad relationships where there were bullies like, major and I'm so afraid to say the thing I want to say, and I'm screaming inside my head. Yeah. But I'm closed down, like just I can't. Right, and then it comes it. out, and then you it's express terrible. it in a passive-aggressive yeah. way, anyway. Yeah, totally. It's horrible. Because you can't really like submerge it forever. I don't think so. No. And I think, yeah. Sorry, I get my radio voice. Um, I also think this is funny when you said magnet. I had this epiphany last summer that I feel like I'm putting out or I have put out a classified ad in my life of, like you know wanted someone to kind of take over for me right. wanted someone to make decisions for me because I you know I'm going to allow someone to just you know kind of usurp my <laughs> your decision power. making power yeah exactly that, I feel like I've put out a classified I've yeah. attracted those kinds of people in my life right it all comes from family of origin all this stuff okay you know? Yeah. It really does. It's like how we were raised. Jeez. I know. I don't know. I still <laughs> see my mom dealing with it. And the crazy part is her favorite quote to me 
all the time was to thine own self be true. Uh huh. And I kind of. I mean, but it was gaslighting because it wasn't what she was doing. Exactly. It wasn't right. what she was doing at all. And Nailed I didn't it. get the message. And yeah. I didn't really understand what she meant because I was watching her and I was, she wasn't. Right, which is ultra confusing. Very if somebody's confusing. saying one thing and then acting completely differently yeah. than that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, again, YouTube's a great resource for things like setting boundaries and all those kind of things. If you're having those issues, it's yeah. like... Uh, Cause also like if you try to go, do you go to therapy or anything like that? I have been therapized yeah. so much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I don't believe in it. That's I mean, yeah, thing. I'm not I'm sure I believe in it anymore. No. Yeah. Oh, now I am too. I'm, I'm skeptical now. But. I'm believable if somebody's like a therapeutic genius, but I think uh -huh. that's a, you have about as much chance to find that as you do of finding a songwriting genius or anything else. It's like, it's rare. It's not uh -huh. going to be like every. Every therapist you go to, and a lot of them can do more harm than good. And I think, yeah. Most of them don't know anything about narcissistic personality disorder or recovering from it or anything mm -hmm. like that. So, so why do you bring that the narcissistic? Say it again. Narcissistic personality, personality disorder. disorder. So, because that's how I frame things. It's like there's empaths, and then uh -huh. there's narcissists, and they, mm -hmm. you know, the the ones that sort of overwhelm the relationships tend to be the, the narcs, yeah. and then the empaths tend to be, like, people pleasers, yeah. and both are guilty, but narcs yeah. at the dangerous end of that scale become sociopathic or psychopathic, and they actually um, enjoy inflicting right. harm on the other until the other can go all the way down into, like, being completely... Whoa. You know, annihilated. That's the extreme, yeah. That's the extreme. Because sometimes I do wonder, though, that since I, I think I'm an empath and I think I kind of collapse when someone else has a stronger yeah. vibe, I kind of collapse into it. Um, but I do feel like there's some narcissistic tendency that I have, though, because I'm constantly thinking about how I am relating, how I am reacting to this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's healthy, like narci there's healthy narcissism. Okay. That's healthy narcissism. Okay. I would reading self help books and constantly, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, like you know, well, trying to heal yourself and one, yeah. you know, I, I, there's healthy narcissism. Unhealthy narcissism is when you're trying to harm others. Okay, that's the way I frame it. Mm -hmm. It's like the thing is, narcissism is a word that is so blurry and I think almost by design because it means like everything from like what you're saying, like working on yourself. Mm -hmm all the way to trying to hurt someone covertly okay. until they perish. Okay. It literally that's... means those two extreme things. Okay. And that's incredibly confusing for mm -hmm. a word to mean something that that is that widely varied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because then wh how are we going to talk about it? Cuz mm -hmm. what do you mean when you say narcissism? Mm -hmm. and what you know, it's like right. yeah, so Okay. Yeah. But I think it's important for people to educate themselves on on this dynamic. Mm -hmm in humanity i make a lot of videos about this yeah yeah like self-help ones really mm -hmm. you mean not in your songs but in no like actually like talking to a camera and putting oh, really? on instagram tv no and like, way. yeah i do it I all gotta, the time okay, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> yeah follow me on instagram i think i do but <laughs> joseph like I... underscore arthur yeah, yeah. okay uh-huh wow this uh, is cool yeah i i <laughs> I was writing songs and I have all these song titles that are that go along with like the Abraham Hicks stuff about there's oh, yeah? one image of the cork being on the water and you try to push it down and and um it's basically the cork is 
I guess it would be truth or your source, but you try to push it down your ego, you try to whatever, and then it keeps popping up. So that idea was going to come turn into a song. And then I was like, I want to be the Abraham Hicks of songwriting. That's a great idea. Yeah, but then I, I didn't write that song. But you, you know, you still, you still, you know, you I'm still, still you still got time. Yeah, you have time. I like that yeah. concept. I would like to be it, so I'm happy that you're doing that as well. Just yeah, with being you and mm-hmm. sharing, yeah, sharing your wisdom now with your fans and yeah. people. For, I think that's great, and I think that's an awesome thing to do. Well, it's been incredibly rewarding. It's something that I was like holding back from doing for years, and yeah. I finally started doing it, and the response has been really positive Good. and really like encouraging oh, wow. so like I could translate transfer that to you yes that I bet you if you did pursue that okay. vision yeah it would probably be very rewarding yeah I've been a little afraid not afraid but just like do I really want to yeah it's like, fe- yeah. it's it is scary to, to, yeah, to be move so, into those different realms yeah. and who do you think you are <laughs> like what do you know you know vulnerable that vulnerable and yeah. exposing yourself but to that's the strangers. good that's the good stuff mm-hmm. that's what people that's what makes people not that it's like some careers bullshit agenda right, but right. it is what makes people care about you okay you know what i mean yeah, i yeah. think ultimately uh-huh. like huh. the people we care about are the ones that aren't afraid to be vulnerable mm-hmm. you know right or are afraid but do it anyway do it anyway that's yeah. great yeah wow Speaking of fear. Yes. What? <laughs> what are we doing now? You left New York for a little bit, didn't you? I did. Oh, yeah. For after 911. Yeah. Well, why was that? Okay. Uh, New York became really difficult for me to live mm-hmm. here. I was living in Brooklyn Heights. and um, I love Brooklyn Heights. I know. Isn't it so beautiful? It's beautiful. It, yeah. I loved it. Because I lived there. in Red Hook, oh, but yeah? it was like I would always walk down the, yeah. that, you know, the, the promenade or what, yeah, promenade yeah, or yeah. however you say that word. Yeah, promenade and yeah. The, the, the view of the skyline and also those little mm-hmm. beautiful little, you know, tree-lined streets. And I remember the birds. It, it feels like one of the safer places I've ever lived. It's really safe. Yeah. I would walk home. I had a friend who lived two blocks away and I'd walk home from her house maybe at like 3 a.m., you know, drunk but I'd hear the birds and I'd think wow I just I love this place and I never wanted to leave Brooklyn Heights I was paying you know 1800 in rent at the time and I was like if I ever have to leave Brooklyn Heights I'm gonna leave New York altogether mm-hmm. now I'm a west coaster so I'm from Eugene Oregon and I had always wanted to move back west I didn't know what I was doing out here on the east coast um would the happened? music bring you out here? Yeah, I, w- I came to Berkeley uh, in oh, Boston. School of Music. Yeah, I didn't what like did, that. What did you study there? Uh, I, I, I met a Berkeley person yesterday. Uh, you did? Yeah. I have a real like conflicted thing about Berkeley. But I went, I was, I transferred from University of Southern California where I was playing classical violin. So I was in like the conservatory type of atmosphere. And then I wanted to sing because singing is just more fun and and it's what I, you know, my passion. So I went to sing at Berkeley. But the thing is, they, they may have changed this at the time, but they wouldn't let me choose a major uh, as a vocalist. You had to wait two years to actually make your major. I don't know. It was such bullshit, and I hated it. And I, I didn't really learn much because I already think I had a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have one favorite teacher, which is um, the string teacher, Matt Glazer, there. But nothing vocally was really inspiring to me. I was also in a terrible relationship with, I mean, the worst. Mm -hmm. But that was fodder for my first album, which is ah, angry. Um, Anyway, getting back to 
then uh, I stayed that in Boston out for a while. You. It worked out. <laughs> that one, yeah, yeah, that it, was right. <laughs> that worked out. I really felt that. Oh. Yeah, you could tell. Oh my god, I you had a lot tell. to get out. So you were in Berkeley when your first album? Where were you when no, your first No, then I came to New York. So wait, yes. You dropped out of I Berkeley. I dropped out of Berkeley after a year. I stayed in Boston for another ten years. Ouch. I know. What the and fuck? And I didn't like it there. I know, Boston. Boston. I mean, no offense, Boston. Yeah, I know, no like, offense. I don't want to... Oh, my God. And it was always probably because some guy, like, I stayed because oh, really? of whatever. And I always wanted to move back west, but I stayed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I was doing. I wasn't in control of my life. And I let other people control my mm-hmm. life. Oh, it was horrible. It's never too late to be the person you might have been. I'm going to be that person That's I might have been. That's the mantra. I'm going to be that person. It's never too late. Oh. Yeah, Man. I have a lot of making up for. I have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, but that's life. like when you get that eye of the tiger and you just <laughs> go in. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like really rededicate yourself to all those healing modalities that Ehud doesn't believe in. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> and then you know, and yeah. watch your wings grow. I'm gonna burst out. I, I yeah. really feel like it's time. I, it, yes, it's time to I can feel really it. heal all of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got into those relationships because I couldn't say no. So anyway, right. but I'm, uh, oh, so 9-11, yeah, 10 years in Boston. I moved <laughs> to New York City and I, I'm sorry, Boston, but is again, this, this is now 98. So my, my album came out in 96. People did not want to see me succeed in Boston because they got that, it's a tall poppy syndrome, I think, where one poppy grows taller. Mm-hmm. Boop not having it and a lot of people were jealous well, and that, angry that happens in life too uh, yeah. regardless of boston like the, <coughs> you know especially yeah. in boston but especially in boston or or other places where there's a small kind of I don't know. But uh, back to like, uh, he's trying to like make it a history lesson. Okay. I want to, I want to talk. So, My dad's from Boston. I want to talk okay. to self help. I want to still. You want to go back to self help. I want to go back to self help. Let us go back to self help. All right. Okay. <laughs> you have my blessing. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, no, because ba- back to uh, yeah. that thing about like the tall poppy okay. thing. Like, yeah. um, you know, it's like we, we make these agreements unconscious agreements with people that we won't find our true power that we uh, won't individual that we won't expand. individuate that we won't okay. become uh, uh, wealthy for instance that mm-hmm, we like mm-hmm. the, the, you have to release those those ties mm-hmm. and and um yeah. and right. they're they're in there they're subconscious okay. it's like the and they're working on you all the time mm-hmm. And the way to, re- there's a great tool to release them called Ho'oponopono. Okay. Is that a mantra? It's a mantra. Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono. Okay. Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> hey, who hates you have this? to do it too. <laughs> uh, okay. I do this on every podcast. Oh, good. Okay, good. Joe. You want to sing it with yeah. me? Yeah. And it's going to release every everything. What it does is it allows you to live out of inspiration rather than... <sighs> Rather than I can't uh, believe this is happening. It's so perfect. <laughs> it allows you to live out of inspiration, <laughs> okay. rather than memory. Yeah. Ahud's trying to take us into memory. Don't. I'm, I'm trying to take us into inspiration. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Can I Wait, ask you so what a happened in Boston? Wait, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just Can I ask you a question? Why did you choose me to come on the show? Did you know I was like all about no, this? Or I, just, just... I always learn, you know, we've hung yeah. out, we've worked together. Oh. You're like, I know oh, Tracy. Wow. It's okay. like, she's great. Let's I have her I thought maybe you knew, like, this I is like, no where idea. I'm at. I, had, I didn't know. I no really? But I mean, I knew you were into yoga, and then when okay. I saw People Pleaser, I was like, uh, that. Did I say People Pleaser? It's in your thing. It is? Yeah. Oh, jeez. That info is on you in the well, internet. No, well, wow. well, there's like an interview where you said you're a people oh. pleaser. And, and you're like, ding. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> this isn't uh, I love you, I'm sorry. Oops. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. Love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you. You're like, when are we gonna? Are we gonna keep just? What are we gonna do? Yeah, no, it is. Well, the thing is, is like you can use it as a mantra. I have like, I can send them to you. Like, there's ones on YouTube, and what you do is you just put them in your headphones mm-hmm. and you go mm-hmm. running with mm-hmm. them on mm-hmm. for like an hour. Mm-hmm. There's ones that you can have sleep, uh, uh, sleeping, oh, sleeping. and it, basically you just. Any like resentment or anything you're talking about, like all that stuff, you like understand that anything that enters your field of consciousness is mm-hmm. ultimately your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. That you you created it, regardless. Even if you've been traumatized by somebody, yep. like that's the philosophy mm-hmm. behind this. It's mm-hmm. not. I mean, whether you, people believe that or not, it's right. like fine if you don't. Yeah. But that's what this guy, Doctor yeah. Hugh Lin, did, and he healed a okay. whole uh, mental institution for the criminally insane oh, wow. using this. So. Wow. If you use this, yeah. it can definitely help you heal all these things. Yeah, and it definitely, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, I'll tell you what it relates to is yoga. Mm-hmm. Like it has a power beyond your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, and it, mm-hmm. it has a power that doesn't make any rational sense why it's so effective, mm-hmm. but it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like the, I, I highly recommend that. I love it. I think yeah. this is really great. Um, I'm, about to teach a, a vocal uh, camp for young yeah. people and I want to do things like this you know I have to kind of gauge sometimes whether well something like ready. that I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you yeah yeah like the at the like benefits a, that they might not even be aware of oh like, but it's beautiful wanna, though yeah. like that talk about a great them. song to like teach them and sing with <laughs> kids yeah I mean yeah like because it just get it just those words are so powerful yeah. and it clears this uh, thing. So you like started teaching yeah, through did. through your you have a son, right? I have a son who is from eight, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, yeah. which also this stuff would be huge. He he is amazing and bright and funny yeah. and charming, but he has a lot of stuff. resentment and anger and probably he and will it, deal with it this cle- in his life. It, it just clears it. It yeah. just does. It's yeah. like yeah. yeah, yeah. But that like the. To, to know, you know, of course, he's going to have to overcome stuff on his own. As a mom, you want to fix it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that every, you know, everyone, the children that I'm teaching and my, my uh, everyone, 
in in this world has their story that they need to kind of come to terms with and assimilate yeah. you know their story understand their story but then come to where you're talking about the level of like awareness and letting go right. and surrender but i think music is for me it's the only thing i really know or i'm only good at so yeah. that's going to be my tool to help children to help my son to help all the people around me that's cool what's the name of the camp well, the camp, I'm, I'm teaching various camps right now. It's up in Woodstock. It's the Rock Academy. For anyone who wants to. Yeah, yeah, in Woodstock, New York, July 8th through the 11th, it's um, the Rock Academy. It used to be called the Paul Green Rock Academy. Now it's Rock Academy. And you developed, like, a game to help them, like, Twister for music? Oh, yeah. Wow, you have gone deep. I don't know where you get this stuff. We have our people Jeez. on the streets. Good, Shout out to Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so apart from <laughs> mindfulness and stuff in, in the music and the stuff that I'm kind of curriculum that I'm creating for kids, uh -huh. there is a music theory element because I love music theory. Do you? Oh, yeah, oh. because that's your background, classical yeah. music. Yeah, and exactly. All that. Yeah. It's so much fun. So one of the mm -hmm. games I have devised for kids a little bit older, um, it, it can be Twister, but I think now I'm... I'm, I'm, it's kind of Twister. I like that idea. Yeah, it's what really is, what? Fun. How does Twister relate to it? Okay, well, what I do is I put painter's tape down on the floor, and I make a musical staff. And, and as I'm doing it, depending on the age of the, the kids, you know, I'm like, five lines and four spaces. Mm -hmm. And just to get that, like, melodic, um, catchy thing in their head, they're going to mm -hmm. remember five lines and four spaces. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the musical staff. Now, um... I'm going to have them maybe memorize the names of the lines. So mm -hmm. I like this. Every girl believes dragons fly instead mm -hmm. of every good boy does fine. Yeah. Okay. So then they get like this. I have a song. Every girl believes dragons fly. And hopefully that kind of seeps into their subconscious. Then at some point I'm like the twister thing comes in like, okay, place your right hand. Uh, yeah. Right hand on F above middle C. Boom. They find... It's maybe the space above mm -hmm. you, right? Okay, now left foot, uh, you know, the B uh, above middle C or below C1 or whatever. And so mm -hmm. then they're using their bodies. It's really fun. And then I feel like it's a kinesthetic. What's they that mean? They learn with their body. Is that what kinesthetic uh, means? Yeah, it's like you learn with or repetition. Muscle memory muscle or something memory. like that? Exactly. That's cool. That's making it playful. Fun. That's it's awesome. It's got to be playful, and it's got to be... Yeah, it, I don't... You know, I've grown up with many kinds of teachers. One that hit me if, you know, I was doing this on the piano. That was probably a good one, right? Yeah. That one? That one. She was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah that she, like, hit like, me. That was great. She <laughs> fell asleep, too, though. She was on meds. She was really Perfect. One, the violent one that falls asleep <laughs> and drools? Yeah, exactly. That's the one I like. I'll always remember oh, her. Oh, man. I learned yeah, so if much you, from If you're her. looking for a, a teacher <laughs> for your kid, make sure they hit your kid, fall asleep, and drool. Right. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and so I, when I teach, now parents come up to me a lot of times and they say, you know, I, I wanted to play, but I had a bad teacher mm -hmm. or I you know and I was told I couldn't sing or whatever and I want to get rid of that myth and it goes into what we're talking about how you grow up with certain things maybe beliefs that come from the exterior world mm -hmm. you know parents you, teachers you, right it starts becoming your story oh you I forgive can't sing. them too and let them go let too them that's go. the that's the thing because right 
you say you say that prayer and it's you're mm. saying it to them you're also imagining them saying it to you because they it. ain't gonna ever say it to you probably some of you, some of them like i'm not but you, you give know, them the but, power and well the and you say it to god and you mm. say it and it's god saying it to you and it's Love just it. you clear i say it to new york city right. and say sure. it to los angeles sure, right and, right you yeah, know exactly because i wandered around those streets <sighs> You know, yeah, <laughs> like sure. back in the day. Yeah. No, you know, so yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just releasing it all and just like, mm. you know, That's so and good. and then it really does work. Anyway, yeah. I know it is kind of boring that I keep springing up on every podcast, but it's the most effective thing. It it because I was on this sort of healing path for mm-hmm. three years okay. and and I was really working so hard. Yeah, I like, can see that you uh, worked so hard. A hundred percent dedicated, yep. and yet I was up against a glass ceiling okay. that started to get better when I really got heavy into yoga okay. but still okay. still I, and then once I found Ho'oponopono it was like the roof blew oh, off the really? house the, so wait, Ho'oponopono. The, the roof blows off the house with Ho'oponopono so it's that's not, the I love you I'm sorry yeah which is I, it's just a song there okay. but it's also just the words and everything okay. you know I'm what I mean do it. I'm yeah yeah Dr. Joe Vitale wrote a book about Dr. Hugh Lin. Okay. It's fantastic. I'm going to do yeah. that. I'm Called Zero Limits, I think Zero is what limits. that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That mixed with some Abraham Hicks. <sighs> mixed with like you starting to like tell the truth. Tell the truth. You know? Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. say like... I don't know. You say like I'm a liar, but it's like that's drastic. a harsh. I, you're right. That's a harsh interpretation. I only say that because recently I was watching this woman, Elena Brower. She's she's heavy into yoga. Wasn't she on Russell Brand's podcast or something? Maybe. Yeah, she's she's big time now. Self-help. Yeah, self-help. And and when she said that, I guess I'm just influenced by her right now at the moment. She's tough love kind of vibes. You're a liar. Admit it. She said it about herself. She Uh, said that she had been holding things in. And so... And she even called herself a cheater at one point. And she's like, I was cheating on myself. So I'm just kind of going for that terminology at the moment just to kind of maybe shake it up. But I'm not beating myself up for it i'm not yeah. like oh darn i'm a liar but i do feel like this topic is big for me right now where all of those past um habits habitual you know and beliefs uh that i can't speak up or that mm-hmm. i'm i can't speak freely uh i'm i am hitting that ceiling right now and, right. and i know like i'm aware of it and it's kind of torture in my body yeah because i want to just be able to release it and i know that everyone's going to be okay <laughs> Everyone will be okay. And also, you got to remember, you're probably, like, enabling bad behavior on the other... Like, even if somebody's, like... Yeah. And I, I'm not saying this is happening to you, but even if somebody's being abusive towards you, yeah. and if you're not standing up for yourself, you're, in fact, enabling right. their abusive behavior, which is also bad for them. Right, I get you. Not, and it's horrible for you. Right, I get you. So it's like, you know, it it is like... It's just... That whole thing, once you start caring more about how you feel about you than mm-hmm. how other people feel about you, right. that's healing. Yeah, that is healing. You know? That's Abraham Hicks says, you, the, the thing you should care the most about is how you feel. Yeah, how you feel. any given moment. That's right. But it's got to be pure feel. It can't, you know, like mm-hmm. it's got to be from love and from truth and source. In a know? way, in the, in, when you enter into this thing of like telling some people the truth, can you say, hey, look. I have I've been a people pleaser all my life and I have ha- been holding back my truth and I have hard truths mm-hmm. I need to speak mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Is that a that way in? That sounds good, yeah. You know, like, so it's not coming out of the blue so it's like there's a little yeah. fast 
explanation exactly. as to where's this coming yeah. from. And there's never any blame either. Like I am fully taking responsibility for my part. In that's what Ho'oponopono is all about there too. Go. Full self empowerment yeah. through full mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like okay, that's what's beautiful about it too. Yeah. It stops you from being like a victim, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, interesting. I, I someday I want to write a book and also maybe have a curriculum about singing and finding your voice. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe we should do it together. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, like the true voice. Like, and you know, we are fortunate to have like good singing voices and everything. Yeah, but I feel like everyone can tap into their true voice. Yeah, whether it's through singing, speaking. You know, That's interacting true. with people. Yeah, but I'm not see it like why I say use the word liar. I just feel like I'm a little bit hypocritical right now because I'm not there yet. Right. Yeah. Why do you think you're not there yet? Again, fear. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Back to fear. Nine eleven. Oh yeah, you want to bring <laughs> it back? But so I. So you were in L.A. for three I, years. Okay. Then. Yeah, I moved to L.A. because. I wanted to get back to the West Coast at some point, and L.A. seemed like the logical... Where in L.A.? It w- I went to Silver Lake. I had a cute little huh. bungalow. I love Silver Lake. I am, me too. I love walking those hills and the mm-hmm. Bougainvillea and all that. I love I the like name it. Silver Lake. I treat, Silver L- I treat L.A. like New York. I walk around mm-hmm. L.A. like it's New York. I know. Isn't it funny? You're I'm like, like only... I'm one of those guys. I I'm love like, walking yeah, yeah. like I do. I love it. I, I do, lo- too. It's you... long walks in L.A., but right. it's fun, too. It's not as fun mm-hmm. as New York, because right. New York has that emotion on the street. And also there's New York has, so the reason LA, why I moved back is that New York has a spontaneity that you can't really get in LA. Like oh, when man. you're walking around, you can't just like, oh, I'm going to hop into this little cafe. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to hop, you know, because it's like usually a long distance away and you exactly. can't just, you know. Uber helps that oh, yeah. become more of a reality. Okay. But it becomes, it's more expensive then. Yeah. But yeah, you take Ubers and you can do that a little bit. But sort you still of improvise have to have your plan, day. Though, yeah, right? it's not. Like, a- I'm going to that, you know, bar or cafe yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, it's more um, difficult. I never felt more lonely in L.A. Like, I love the daytime in L.A. I'd wake up and, you know, I'd, I'd draw the curtains and I'd be like, ah, there's the flowers and the sun and it's another beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Do all my projects outside, you know, whatever, writing. And, and I had a little studio space, which was amazing. But then the minute the sun went down, it was like my soul was just I, it was so lonely. Why? Did you have a relationship? Or? I had a relationship that fell apart. Uh, and I kind of moved. Part of the reason why I moved to L.A. from New York as well was that I had a relationship um, percolating. But I also wanted to be there. There was music. There was musicians. Plenty of people to play with. It makes sense. Opportunity. Yeah. I missed New York. And I found that I was talking about New York with every person mm-hmm. I ran into. And they were, too, because a lot of them were transplants. And yeah. So then I realized I, I should move back. It's so interesting because on on some level the like lifestyle in L.A. or like the, what do you call it when they say, God, I think those he- that helium does burn brain cells. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard time thinking. But what's it called? Like not lifestyle, but um, life coaches. living. Hi. When they talk about like quality of life, yeah, lifestyle. There's a phrase for oh. it. Um, Nobody's got it. Asking the wrong person. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm following you though. Anyway, yeah. So like, uh, it's driving me nuts. Anyway, lifestyle is so much easier in LA. Sure is. You know, some things are so much easier. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, but there's something about like, and every time I'm out there, I'm tempted to move. I know. I know. But then when I come back to New York, New York just kind of like 
feels like a playground. Mm-hmm. You know, so much and even if you're, you. yeah, even if you're not doing, when you say playground, people would think, oh, like hedonism right. in this. Right. But even if you're like doing that yoga trip and like oh, yeah. up early running, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing, it's still a playground for like, mm-hmm. you know, self helpy mm-hmm. healer type yeah. vibes too. True, and I think it's colorful and inspiring, and the people. You know, I just run into people here that are interesting, and I'm. I feel bad that I'm gonna say the opposite, opposite of LA, <laughs> but like I'd go in and you know I'd maybe like buy a bagel or you know get a bottle of wine at the liquor store, and I couldn't start up conversation with anyone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because of car culture and everyone's just like don't you know don't cross that boundary. Mm-hmm. But here, you know, I'm. You know, I'm fascinated by people. I love mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And so there's really interesting people that you can just be in such close proximity to. And there's also more people in every place you go yeah, to yeah. because that's they don't true. have the per- like yeah, there's more capita. people in any bodega that right. you walk in than in some random well, you're right about that. store you have to drive right. to. Right. That's true. And so yeah. maybe my assessment. There's more interaction. You're right. Well, showbiz right. makes people defensive too. Oh. Because it's either like they're posing that yeah. they're somebody, or they think they're somebody, or they are somebody, and so everyone, or they want you to think they're somebody. Or, or they you to think they're somebody. So it's a lot of that. So then yeah. they're defensive, like sure. you know, or there's more defensiveness and more competitiveness. Oh, yes. But I, I mean, generalizations, like you know, shout out LA, I love you, you know, I, know, I do. I, but I come know, on, <laughs> but like, you know, I ain't trying to bash I love LA, but LA. no, LA is the like, best for to visit. Chunks of time, long but chunks. I can't like I was just there for a couple months, and I had a great time. And if you working like if you're recording or whatever it's the absolute perfect place to there's be. a great yoga studio out there called urban uh exhale oh yeah yeah okay. i believe that's what it's called yeah it's uh, great hot yoga i uh, honestly yeah. think that a helium burnt my brain <laughs> i'm not doing helium anymore that was my last Get helium. Off the helium i'm done <laughs> like because you know yeah. urban exhale yeah it's you know a, it's a good one i'm really feel I, i'm happy you said that ehud about uh, what well, I should maybe lay off that story what about story? oh, there's not colorful people, and that's not true. It's just that you want you're not going to be near them. Oh yeah, it's that's not true. Uh, I think I'm going to go back on just that. Spread out in New York, everyone's together. Well, there's amazing yeah. characters in L.A., but there are amazing characters, right, and I love you, that yeah. on your long walks culture. you could walk for miles and bump into one person. You that's walk a true. mile right. in New York, you oh pass God. at least four hundred people. people. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then there's that. That's true. That is not fun sometimes. Like if you're like. Kind of on the, Either like way. if you're feeling depressed or whatever, and you can't get any space, right? That's hard. Like walking. Your chance around. of a random encounter uh-huh. in New York is way higher. Than yeah. Mm-hmm. Encountering mm-hmm. anyone from Jerry Seinfeld to whoever, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. just random shit all the time. Mm-hmm. That's everywhere. true. I miss um, the self-helpiness of LA. I loved going to the beach and meditating and yeah. just you know going to yoga and getting like a. Um, yeah, a smoothie. Oh, you, yeah. you could do that Is in that the parks here, though. <laughs> oh my god, I'm really? To Coney really? The beach was I do <laughs> not. I feel like those beaches aren't real. Uh, it's a those beach. Not They're beaches. sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I just want to ask. So okay. the reason you left, I, I just the 9/11 yep, thing. Just, I'm just okay. curious. Okay, why? Because I'm the exact opposite. You I, wanted to stay? No. Well, I, I first. So was 9/11 the actual reason no. you left? Well, no, but it was a culmination. It was like all of the National Guard on the Brooklyn Bridge and being afraid. I was watching CNN way too much. So uh, being afraid to check my mailbox because there might be anthrax in there. It was I was I was feeding. I was being fed the fear 
um, factor, and I, I took it. And but I, I think it was a combination of things. It was like I wanted to be on the West Coast. I had kind of done my time on the East Coast. That was my way into just making that change. So it really wasn't about 9-11. There were other things that had happened in my life. Um, and so I was just kind of walking around just kind of depressed. I wanted to change. Were you here at 9-11? I wasn't. I actually um, was in uh, at Real World Recording Studios in Box UK. Oh. And that Chad? was with Chad Blake. Oh and that was the first day that we started mixing Redemption Sun. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. It start. Thanks. It started on that day, nine eleven. Like, and there was a song called "Forgive Your Heart" that he was mixing, Mm -hmm. and um, it was, and it was day one. And then Peter Gabriel ran the studio and and said, "A plane just hit uh, one of the World Trade Centers," and so I ran into the like lounge area and was watching on TV as the second plane went in, and it was just like, "Holy fuck!" And I was watching it, yeah. Mm And then I started making calls to everyone mm-hmm. I knew in New Could York. You get through? No, I know. and it, it freaked too. me out. Yeah. It was it was traumatic it was as hell. It was insane. Everyone remembers. And yeah. but I was I was like supposed to be there for the next you know mm-hmm. three four weeks and and so. Did you stay? What is it? I stayed. Yeah, we. St- I mean, yeah. I, you know, I stayed and uh, finished ma- mixing the album. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. What am I going to do? Right. Like, you know. No, you have to. And same with me. I was actually I had flown out to L.A. on the tenth. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and woke up the next morning and went to the gym at La Park. Um, La Park. You know. Oh, fuck right? yeah. Right? Like everybody stays some at La, La Park. Park. Yeah. That was some back in the day <laughs> shit. Exactly. It was like that the was 90s that rock hotel. and roll. Yeah, yeah. In Are, fact, yeah, we had Joan Osborne uh-huh. on. Yeah. In there? Uh, in the, in the, uh, on the podcast. I had, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd have seen uh, that. Y- yeah. I had Jason Bonham staying in the hotel at La Park when That's I was so a, funny. And I would get his phone calls. I'd Dude, be like, oh. I w- I was gonna ask you, yeah. like, as another <laughs> jokey way to start, was like, so what was what was it like with your growing right. up with your brother, brother Jason? <laughs> I was gonna go there. I'm so like, glad you did not do that. Uh, okay, well, I yeah. just did kind of, but yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> so glad you did. It. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Lapart. So Lapart, and I was going to the gym. It was like, you know, I wake up at probably nine, and it was already twelve here, so it, everything had already happened. And I mm-hmm. go to the gym, and I'm, you know, doing my thing, and I look up on the TV, and and I ran as well. I just ran back to the room, and I started. Calling calling everyone couldn't get through but it was the day that i was supposed to start recording my second album that's wild yeah and so we just kind of huddled that was and a long decided gap to... between albums oh it was horrible well, no that was my third sorry 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 uh, that was okay. the beginning of my which third. one did chad blake work on chad worked on my second yeah and then also mixed my third and fourth mm-hmm. no mixed my fourth I remember he was in Magic Shop. You guys were working yeah, in Magic Shop. Right, yeah. And I, I stopped in. Oh, wow. You weren't there. Okay. But he was like, uh, I always remember this. Like, mm-hmm. he was like working on a guitar. Th- uh, he said that you guys were working on a guitar thing. Yeah. And that it went from a big amp to a smaller amp all the way to like a cigarette box yes, amp. Yes. And I'll never forget oh, that. Wow. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and it was like one of those things. It's like sticks in your mi- and memory. It's so Chad. Yeah, it's right. so Chad. Like we finally got the good sound. It's out of this. <laughs> it's like this tiny <laughs> it's like, little you know, cigarette. Yeah, that I exactly. Have That's so funny. That's really great. Yeah, he's, he's a wonderful person, human uh-huh. being, and obviously his ears and his mind, yeah. his spirit, are incredible, incredible. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you follow him on Instagram? Yeah, 
Yeah, but I'm a terrible Instagram follower friend. Why? I'm just me, me, all me. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I like I don't his photos all the time. Well, he's, he's an incredible photographer. Yeah. Yeah. I need to follow. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's wonderful. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Shout out Chad Blake. What's up, Chad? Everybody loves you though, bro. Yep. You don't <laughs> you don't even need our love. That's how much love you got. But <laughs> I love him. I had to go and visit him when I was near. I wasn't even near, but I had to take a train to see him when he was in Bath, uh-huh. and also know when he was in Wales. Because um, you go to the his place in Wales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never been the there. The horses and everything. Wow, and Jackie. Yeah, and Jackie yeah, and the kids. Buck and and Stan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breakdancer. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, really good at it. Yeah. He gives me parenting advice now, too, because when I was over there, you know, there was some stuff that they were going through, and, and he's recommended books and stuff. So what I was still Chad Blake parenting advice like? More about communication, nonviolent communication. Uh-huh. I'm reading a book about nonviolent communication. I think there was another book called... Uh, I don't want to say this because it's not about his children or whatever, but um, he had recommended this book called The Explosive Child. And it's just, you mm-hmm. know, growing up with them, um, learning how to talk to your child with respect. Right. Without this kind of over, you know, dominating kind of thing, but also trying to um, encourage them to make good decisions, but yeah. all in a nonviolent, communicative way. And how do you go? What's nonviolent communication like? I think it. Not raising your voice. I'm trying to figure out a way to talk right. to Ehud without Ehud, violence. Right. So but it's hard. I think the <laughs> term can be mis- misleading because it doesn't mean like not hitting your child. It doesn't mean like no, not the, yelling the at your tone. child. Not being yeah. aggressive. Maybe inclusive, being inclusive, hearing them first, accepting them. You know, we've done some therapy with our child and one of the acronyms, acronym? Mm-hmm. Where acronym. You ha- yeah. Playful, acceptance, curiosity, and empathy. You use those when you're talking to your child, no matter what's happening. If they playful, are freaking out, first you try to connect with them by being playful, making them laugh, which can Packer. be very counterintuitive. Pace. So it's pace. pace yeah. yeah. And then place, if you want to add love in there. Uh, let's yeah. add love. Let's <laughs> add love. Place. But it really helped, and I think that goes along with what um, you know Chad was also sharing with me, yeah. is that you know, you've got to be curious about them. You've got to accept where they are at that moment. You have to be empathetic. So many so you things can't to think about. On them. Yeah, Was I know. In the like moment like when they're like on the floor in a puddle, like you know, it's hard. Hold on, how do I handle this? I bet you're good at that because you don't have any uh, baggage. You're not walking around with anything. Oh come on, he's not a saint. <laughs> you're idealizing. You're idealizing Hooter right. now. You're just just because like, he doesn't believe in God. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I'm not saying he's not a. Buttons. I'm not saying he's not a great guy. He right. is, but but he ain't walking on water okay, over okay. there. All right. Um, so how did that advice work? The Chad Blake advice. Yeah. Thank you, Chad. Because I just I admire him as a person, and I Me love too. him as you know, like he's a who I want to be when I grow father. up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Could everyone be like Chad? Yeah. He's just. He does his own thing. He's like his own guy. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's one of those characters that you always be like, why can't I be as cool as that guy? I know. You know? Yeah, he just, he's on, he's on a different plane, you know? I love that. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, because I, 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 I met him for the first time when I went to Real World mm-hmm. at this thing called Recording Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was back in 1995. Mm. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Yeah, when I first got started mm-hmm. in the music business at Peter Gabriel's studio, and there was all these like families or all these musicians from all over the world, like mm-hmm. the Das Ball family. You know, um, they were on the cover of John Wesley Harding. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, you know, just like all kinds of uh, musicians mm-hmm. from Africa and all over, uh, tons of different countries. And Joe Strummer was there, and Love. John Lecky, who produced the Radiohead, the Benz, oh, yeah. and the Stone Roses. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, Carl Wallinger from World Party. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp and Kate Moss came through with Iggy Pop. Like, it was like that. It was <laughs> yeah. so wild. I'm sure. And I, and I had been working minimum wage at a guitar shop in Atlanta, like, about okay. a month before that. Oh, wow. And it was like, I came over there just to sign my deal, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm like, and this is what, and so I, it was the crossing over point of, like, working minimum wage mm-hmm. to get by, like, <laughs> barely getting anybody oh, in my yeah. shows. It's like, oh, now I'm signing a record deal, and here's what I thought that new world was like. It was like everybody who you see in the magazines was there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is just what this is like right. now. And now this is, this is your like, life forever. This is my new life forever. I like, that it, it wasn't that. But yeah. Chad was in the middle of all that. Okay. And Chad was like one of the coolest people mm-hmm. out of all those cool mm-hmm. ass people. Mm-hmm. That dude was like one of the coolest. Yeah. And he was walking around with like binaural, yeah. binaural, <laughs> right. whatever you headphones, <laughs> like, right. headphones yeah. recording right. things. And was like, hey, go play guitar or mm-hmm. like under that bridge. Right? <laughs> and then he was walking around like exactly. and making, you know, like recording making recordings and, right. and like, you know, and he it, had it, the head. Did and you he had the, the head. head yeah. And it was like, and yeah. I mean, it was like a magical mystery land. Yeah. It was like yeah. unfucking believable. And from that moment on, it was just like, you know, wow, if I could work with Chad. And right. so, yeah. Yeah. So I got to work with him a few times. That's so good. Yeah. How, so how many albums did you make with Chad? Well, he was, was he producing or and, yeah, with Mitchell, with Mitchell. Film. Um, yeah. Yeah. On the second album, that was the, it was called down here. Um, and he mixed that. And then my third album, I was working with a guy named Greg Collins and then he mixed that. But, Chad mixed my next album, which was Masts of Manhattan, uh-huh. and it was um, it was a labor of love for him. He did charge me a penny. Yeah, he's done. He's mm-hmm. he's done that for me before too. I don't want to spread that, Chad. Sorry, you don't. <laughs> oh know shit, that. we might. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Uh huh. And then I remember one time I was like, I I didn't want to ask you. He's like, I would have been mad if you didn't ask me to do it. You know, like he wanted. He may, he didn't seem like oh this is a burden right he's like thank you I would be upset if you didn't ask me. yeah see I uh, yeah I haven't asked him every time either because right. of that you same be thing I, I, exactly. I don't want to push it too far but now that you're saying that I'm like ah fuck I should have asked <laughs> he's gonna him. get album in October. Like, yeah exactly <laughs> all of a sudden he's getting it's two emails late. today I, from I, Tracy I'm like Joe. oh man I might email him right after this podcast yeah, exactly be like, holy mm. shit <laughs> is it too late yeah man what was mm-hmm. what was that moment for you like joe had mm-hmm. with success because you were oh, pretty yeah. successful well very still uh still but back when no, you no, first no, no. Hit, I, I don't yeah when you first hit i had that similar feeling like this is my new life i remember sitting in the back of a town car you know it was picking me up taking me to a photo shoot or whatever going i'm gonna make albums for the rest of my life this is amazing i'm gonna be like i wanted to be like tom waits like i'm gonna make arty albums for the rest of my life this is amazing i've made it and I, I remember that feeling. I was so excited. <laughs> and quickly, I mean, soon after my first tour, I started to see that this is not actually forever. 
I started to see all the puzzle pieces just kind of like why away. when I signed to Island and when that album came out um, things were changing in the music business rapidly so my you know my A&R people bailed went to some other label uh, during my second single things just I could sense like oh and now there's a merger okay now this person's leaving who is my big cheerleader oh that person's leaving who's like okay now I don't even now I don't even know who's working at Island Records anymore uh-huh. Gary Lucas discussed that a little mm. like the, yes. the A&R people fleeing but yeah. had, did it, was it directly because of you or was it just oh, no. the whole company the company was already speak directly into the mic dude. yeah the company was already showing signs of you it's know, not off to the side <laughs> hello there you go yeah. Island was a boutique at one point, and yeah. that's why I loved it. And then it started, you know, it was like usurped. It was like bought up by uh, Universal, Polygram Universal. I don't can't remember anymore. Um, then you know, talk of merger and this and that. And then it was Def Jam. So it was like, who is this? Who is this business? You know, what is this company? And people were fleeing, and and you know, then people were getting fired. There was late cutbacks and stuff like that. And it started happening around like. 1998 I think and that was when I was just in the studio with Mitchell Froome and Chad and the new people that were coming in I had two new A&R people at that moment like I mean in succession and they all called Mitchell um, it was terrible because they they admired Mitchell's work but they knew it wasn't that commercial right and I chose Mitchell because it wasn't like going to be the obvious choice or commercial and they called him doom and gloom Mitchell Froome Oh my God! <laughs> so I was dealing with that kind of attitude, and they're coming in and hearing songs, and and one guy turned to me and said, "I don't get the artistic numbers." Right. So then I'm like, "Who am I even talking to?" And Mitchell and I commiserated a little too much about how we hated the music business, and I think that negative energy was self-fulfilling. Yeah, it is, and it didn't help me at all. And I, right. I regret that because I think I questioned everything right out the door. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Law of Attraction just mm-hmm. kind of like it handed me what I was looking for, which right. was just a bunch of, you know. Reaffirming that your hatred was correct. Yeah. You know? and, and my journals were, oh, they were so full of just like, oh, they're stealing my soul. Oh, I'm poor me, poor me. I know. And then I read I this. did a lot of that bullshit, I'm too, sure, by right? the way. Like, I think sensitive. like, yeah, and I just think it's like, again, it plays into the myth, but also there's a huge amount of pressure on artists. And so, of course, your reaction is going to be. And plus, you're just your own subconscious self-destructive mm-hmm. programming yeah. is, is, is coming into play mm-hmm. and it's flexing its mm-hmm. wild yeah. muscles, right. you know? Yeah. But, uh, man, I want to call Chad Blake up I know, right we now. Call him. Oh I my we God. call him in. <laughs> what about your fan base yeah. during that time? Oh, Dad? yeah, you, you oh, said yeah. you like are friends with some of your super fans or whatever. Oh, like, I have become friends with super fans. Like, this is like, amazing. Like, yeah, like I lost a lot of momentum because my hit, but also the music business is so different. So in 1996, it was a radio hit and it was everywhere and it was MTV, MTV and all global, whatever. And then if you wait four years, which is what it took for me to put out my next album, those fans, and we didn't have emails yet and, you know, social media yet. Those fans are gone. Yeah. They're onto the new thing, and then the new thing happened to be like Joseph Arthur. No, Alanis Morissette. Or well, no, she was before me, but I'm talking Limp Biscuit. I'm talking now. Yeah. No woman except for Alanis could really withstand any of that shit. It was, you know, Corn, Limp Biscuit, Slipknot, 
that's those were who I was, that those are the people I yeah. was competing with for airtime. There's no way. So uh, it was done. So would you rather become someone else or stay you? Stay me. That's a good answer. But you didn't more, give up. More of me. You didn't give up because here didn't you give are, up. 25 Something, or whatever years with, later. With, three years later. With an inspiration to make it Abraham, be the Abraham Hicks of rock and right. roll. Well, also I realized like that's the song that got super popular and all of my songs are all about me not being able to speak. Like my song, Everything's Fine, Mom, is about me not being able to like speak my truth. Mm-hmm. And then the next single that I had probably was about me not being able to speak my truth. So I'm obviously like knocking on the door. So now I'm going to become the damn Abraham mix of yeah. songwriting and I'm going to speak my truth. With that Mother Mother song, like when it goes into that vocal thing where you like start like belting it like yeah. crazy. What, how did you get that inspiration and what was that like oh, in the studio okay. when you first sort of hear that back? Oh, yeah. and, you mean the scream? Yeah, the scream. Yeah. yeah. Well, the scream came out as a joke when I was jamming with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. and he was playing the drum part, and I hadn't written a chorus yet. So you it was know, like so fun. It was fun and funny. Yeah. All of a sudden, I started making fun of people like Courtney Love and stuff. Uh, like uh-huh. everybody was screaming at that time. So, yeah. I miss you. I love you. Literally, do what? And I started laughing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Great. And that's the moment when I think for any creative person. That's when you realize you should do that. When you think, yeah. oh, my God, I can't. Yeah. That's when you go, no, you got it. And yeah. so I did. And, yeah. And then in the studio, it I mean, it it was that scream I'll never be able to reproduce because it was like it was blood curdling. Uh-huh. It was bad for my voice. Right. And, um, you know, I try to do it correctly now so that I don't do you, mess up How my do voice. you do it live? Now I just sing it. You just sing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This goes with the dragon thing in your dragon. game for the kids. Oh, yeah. every, oh, every girl believes dragons fly. Yeah, because this is a oh, yeah. dragon cool. deck. Orange. Can I talk? Yeah. No helium though. Orange gold dragon from Arcturus. Mm-hmm. I don't opens know. Opens you to knowledge for the new golden age. Is that, are you saying I'm old? Like I'm they, in my golden years. I feel like all these cards say the same thing about a new golden age. Yeah. Golden Christed Dragon (laughs) brings you higher love so that you embody the Christ light. Absorb the Christ light. You are protected. Expand your heart and remain fifth dimensional. I love fifth dimension. What's that mean? I love that band. Oh, yeah. 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 No, but Christ light. I love that. I can see that. I feel like you're embodying Christ. In the flesh. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I guess it's the beard. It's weird, but yeah. yeah. But I just mean like you had so many good things to share with well, humanity, I, and thanks. You're tapping into that. That's what. That's that's uh, when you've when you've been locked in that silence mm-hmm. and not being your authentic self mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. The benefit of that is you finally get so sick of that reality and living submerged that you finally say, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I'd rather die Mm -hmm. than hold back my voice for one more fucking second. Love this. And then once you get to that point, you're free. Wow. You said that with conviction, Joe. I know. I love it. That was like... Oh, thanks. Now now I'm I'm, I'm on board. I want to say that. Yeah, well, that was my reality. Yeah. It was that was it was all that isolation and not being, not being true and not and and being yeah. silent, which was like, has motivated me to finally. You just get to a point where you would you would just like okay, I'd rather die than to like 
not be able to look at my own self with any kind of respect mm -hmm. you know yeah. and then and then you know what's nice is you do like the people will support you you will be supported you know it's really just you against you yeah and, exactly. and then once you because everyone's fighting that same battle that's the thing mm -hmm. like so when we see other people overcome their own limitations mm. it's like it's a relief to us and it's inspiring and then then you get supported and then you feel loved and you feel loved in your authentic self and yes. then you become encouraged and you can become so much more brave yes. yeah i love it okay, i guess the, yeah uh, mine is the perfect card for the skeptic uh in all of us crystal yellow dragon open your higher learning and wisdom expand expand your crown chakra for illumination walk the higher spiritual path there it is there you go nailed it's it waiting for you nailed it yeah. mm -hmm. better than the yellow atlantean whatever dragon i keep getting i know <laughs> i keep pulling the same card uh, on mother uh, mother yeah i remember i did a seller session with you a couple oh, yeah. years ago right? and you rewrote some of the lyrics to oh that. yes i did why'd you do that okay um it was 20 it was approaching 20 years after mother mother had come out and you know now I'm a mother and I wanted to at first I wanted to write a song about like a, as if I was calling my mom to say how hard it is to be a mother <laughs> I mm -hmm. just wanted to modernize it then isn't Trump in the new version yeah, too? yeah because really? then it became yeah I decided to write as if I was calling my mom but it's now 20 years later so the second verse has the new lyrics, uh -huh. and it's like, Trump is trending, the world is ending, the earth ain't cooler, who's to blame? Yeah. Occupiers, suiciders, a-hole bankers not in jail. The world ain't safer, but I got my vapor. Still your daughter, still the same. And so now I sing that, and I also sing it slower. It's more at 12 It's a blues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew Sherman playing oh, is that incredible him? organ. Shout out to Andrew Sherman. What's up, Andrew? <laughs> Ken, Ken Rich yesterday. too. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen those guys in a while. Oh my god! Yeah, you guys made a great album together. That's true. Our shadows will remain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out to those guys, Ken Rich, Andrew Sherman. That's right. Very talented. Great super. crew. Great fucking yeah. line, by the way. What the what no, she just uh, said? Uh, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, what's uh, the line? But our shadows will. Oh, uh, our shadows will remain even after even, we are even gone. Even after we are gone. Yeah, that's uh. That's mm. good. Heavy. That's really good. Heavy. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. I just got that on another level. Yeah. Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. What else? What else? What do you else you got? Know? What else you got for me? Um, how is so you don't go on t now that you're a mother? Mm. Do you find yourself touring less, wanting to be home more? Well, I had to be home more, and I also wanted to tour less. But now, you know, my son's eight, and I'm able to. I'm I'm coming back into. Um, the desire really to get back out there mm -hmm. uh it i didn't even realize you know i guess i get your brain gets hijacked when you become a parent <laughs> it's like what and as a creative person who doesn't really have a job to go to your life can be hijacked in a big way mm -hmm. and i'm not very organized and i'm not kind of proactive so i found myself like how do i get a babysitter in the middle of diapers you know it just i couldn't find my way out to kind of reclaim my life but now in the last year and a half, I am able to, and I'm also making more decisions for myself that work for me. So mm -hmm. I am using my voice more like, hey, it's important for me to go on tour. To I recently, Europe. yeah, I went to re Europe uh, with Rachel Yamagata and it was one of those like, hey, I'm not gonna bring home any money 
but I want to do this. I need to do I this. need to do this for my soul. It's Europe. And and I had to I had to put a flag up and really like stand true to that. Like I had to be like, this is important to me. And that's something I kind of wasn't used to doing. So that's progress. Yeah, there's progress. There's a lot of progress. Yeah. 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 Who did you have to convince yourself or your partner? My partner. But he, he actually is 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 along with the ride to now. The mic. He's he's willing like he gets it. He he's um he wants me to do the things that are important to me. And he's an editor at Rolling Stone, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's no? a crazy Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It's like um watching him for the last 20 well, he's been there for 22 years. We've been married for I think 13. Mm-hmm. But um to see him kind of work in that field which I think he would tell you he, it's not a natural thing for him he's kind Why? of like, um I think you know it has a corporate uh feel to it now it does it used but to be But what's he like that that wouldn't be normal to him he's is he like a more a of an artist guy well uh, he's, a, he's a he's a really great What's uh, his name? Jason Fine. Jason Fine. He's a great writer. Is, is he fine? He's so fine. He, he better be fine. He's so fine. Doing the lang the lang. That was interesting. So, yeah, so he's more of a beat. Is he, he a surfer? He was not a surfer. He grew he grew up in Laguna Beach. Uh-huh. Um he's just like, you know, he's like a guy that likes loves music, loves mm-hmm. jazz, loves to write, loves these iconic um characters like his his like big Tracy Bonham, yeah, and Joseph Arthur, exactly. <laughs> Icons <laughs> so and Ehud Lazen. Never heard of that yeah, last guy. They're uh, not talking about us in the offices of Rolling Stone. Right? Oh yeah, they, they are. Be. Are they? they oh, hell be. yeah! I'm on the tip of everyone's tongue oh, over boy. there, <laughs> for sure. I know it. Did you yeah, make Rolling Stone when you first started? <laughs> yeah, I got in there. Um, you know, first it was like the random notes. And then I got like a big feature like in 1996, basically. And your last album was like one of the top 50 of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. one of the and top And it was a remake of your first album, but like Thank reinterpretations. You. Exactly. And that's, that's where that, wh- mother, where'd that idea band. come from. That idea that. came from, you know, how other bands do like a 20 anniversary re-record. And a lot of times they do it to sound a lot alike, sound alike uh, their hit album. Mainly Usually they do it so they don't have to pay somebody bingo. when when uh, they're getting exactly. sinks. Like exactly because their yeah. label owns it. Like right. I guess Island Records that was my next question. owns yeah. burdens of being upright in perpetuity. So why did you do it for those reasons? Or at first we were going into the studio thinking, yeah, that's what I want to do because if I ever do get a sync license, I can you know that'd be really nice to make the money and not give it to Island Records. Mm-hmm. Who I'm still a million five in the hole, whatever. But then it just seems is that all. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> what about you? What do you got? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I, for- I forgot yeah. all about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, too. Until you get Thanks that. for the laughs, Virgin. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I still get the paper statements. And I'm like, oh, I see. Oh, Thanks man. for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, I didn't. I did, when I went into the studio to do that, it was like this is boring. <laughs> this song's already been recorded, yeah. and it's fine the way it is. And and then it was really fun because I could let's re. You know, I was with this guy named John Lachewski, and he's like, let's just reimagine it, and anything goes. And because those songs had already, I been love it. I love that. That right there is so fun when somebody so says, freeing. "Let's get free now," yeah. and then it's like that. Therein lies like the crux of creativity. Totally, it it's was like so just liberating. letting go of being attached to results. Yes, 
and just letting it flow. Totally. And then it's now, like super fun. if it was fun. new songs, though, I wouldn't have been that free because I'm like, I, it hasn't <clears throat> been released in the world and they have to come out in a certain way. But because it had already kind of done its thing, mm-hmm. like, woo, let's blow it out. Let's do a, you know, a ballad when it used to be a crazy rocker. Mm-hmm. Things like that. It was so much fun. That is You're fun. Right. Creativity should really be more free. It should be like that. Ideally. Ideally. Yeah. I know. Ideally it is. I just want Chad Blake to mix my new shiz. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't stop thinking of it. I, you know, because I do like, yeah, it's like, anyway. So let's see. Let me ask you one more question and we better, we better wrap yeah. it up because we got another podcast coming in. I got to pick up my son. Yes, she's, she, <laughs> yeah. we, we based this around child drop child off. And pick, I dropped off my daughter right? and she has to pick up her son. Yep. So Thank you. Okay, well, what would you do? Mm, I don't want to ask that question. If you, <laughs> if you only had 24 hours oh, to Jesus, live? No. Nah, I'll fuck that. that. Yeah. What do you say to God? Okay, if you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be? Delaying. (laughs) Do you get it? Procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's the best part of the day. Is it? No, I hate procrastination. Ugh. Ugh. Procrastination. There, no. You know what? If you read this guy's book, um, Brendan Burchard, the mm-hmm. entrepreneur, yeah, he talks all about procrastination. It's like one of the. What does he say not about? Not good. It? No, it's terrible. It's, it's like it means that you're not somehow physically like you're not taking care of yourself on you some level. Action. Yeah. You need to take action. But you need to manage your state in order to take the proper action. That True. like that's like that's the big flip for me. Is I like. May I, I like wake up with you know you got to reinvent your mind every day yeah and you have to yeah. like really man- manage your state yeah. and that's what things like ho'oponopono and meditation and all that kind yeah. of stuff are for and like daily like running you know getting just getting your state yes. like today like this came this was early but i still got up at like seven in the morning and went on like a five mile run Good job because it's like I just want to be here. I want to be so present, good. and and it's like I make sure I had a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. I had right. a huge, You're really br- taking care. That's huge, great. yeah. And it's and the thing is, is it's like I never used to be that person. Yeah. I was that person that would wake up at noon and mm-hmm. then like smoke some weed mm-hmm. and then like what you know, just like you know, which is also another lifestyle that sometimes you can like write a song and get good results out of that. Yeah. But it's like I I'm just into that whole like managing your state, really okay. taking care of yourself, and seeing how that affects your sort of creativity and mm-hmm. your boldness and mm-hmm. your sort of ability to like really kind of go into new directions. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Uh-huh. It is you, wonderful. Yeah. It's, it is a discipline like you said earlier. It is, but it's also like f- discipline is freedom. Yes. You know, cause the, like when you really like measure, okay, what are my other options? My other options are to lay here and get depressed and just start right. thinking and that's a obsessive yeah. thoughts right. and like negativity and wallowing. stress and yeah. wallowing. And it's yeah. like, once you've done that for 40 something years, <laughs> it's like, I'm so fucking bored of that. I can't even tell you. you. It's the other thing I was saying before. It's like yeah. when you would rather die right. than do that for I one see. more fucking minute. Wow. Like, that's where you got to get to that place. And it's like, I'm at that place. So it's like, to me, like pushing myself a little bit to like go on a run. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, wow, you're disciplined. It's like, not really. It's just the alternative sucks. That's great. You know what I mean? I like to think of it as a garden. And if you don't weed every day. You got to do it every day. Every day. It it really has to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I was I, I boxed too, and I was seeing one of the trainers yesterday in the gym. I was like at the back back of his sweatshirt. It said, "Not one day, every day." Wow. I like that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I have a question for you. Okay. What's with the uh, old Soul Studios? Oh, I'm glad that you I asked. You know, you know oh, old yeah, Soul. You know Kenny. Kenny. I record up there, especially with the piano. I love his. Yeah. Him and his studio. Yeah, he's a he's a spirit for sure. Yeah, I've made he's some amazing. Music, and he sent me this T-shirt. Oh, I need one. Yeah, well, Kenny, you know, send our friend Tracy a damn T-shirt, <laughs> bro. Shout out Come to on. Kenny. We worked And old Soul I'll Studios. Ahud wants one. And by the way, too, support yeah. us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. And by the way, too, my friend Kenny sent me this t-shirt, Old Soul Studios. Kenny. And you see what I'm doing? I'm wearing it on the podcast. Hint, hint, everyone else out there with t-shirts. Hello. Go ahead and send me t-shirts at Coney Island Baby in New York City. Care of Joseph Arthur. Care of Joseph Arthur. You can find the address and maybe I'll wear it on the podcast. Right. Boom. Ching. <laughs> Ka-ching. I'm going to become a t-shirt king. Wow. You're going to be an Insta influencer. That's what we're going for. Are you? Well, yeah, man. I like. I want a platform. I want to mm. like spread spread the love, spread the joy. And, That's good. Uh, and, and be able to like share ideas. It's fun. Yeah. Right. You know, this it is, is a good This has been fun. This has you know? been really, yeah, really fun. Really I'm so pleasantly yeah. surprised. I had no yeah. idea what I was yeah. going down to That's do. That's the reaction we were going I for. I love it. Love yeah, well, it. we're so really happy. happy you came. I'm super pleasantly surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, <laughs> really. I mean, I'm really happy that you came. And Thank you. You're uh, wonderful. Thank you. You are, too. Yeah. Keep this Other going. Other than the camp in July, is there anything mm-hmm. else coming up for you that people should know? Sure. Let's mm-hmm. see. Camp in July. For Woodstock, there's a camp in later July in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. At the Gowanus Music Club, so you go on local Gowanus, yeah, GowanusMusicClub.com, and that's hey, what's July. the local camp thing? The vocal oh, sorry, camp keep... is the uh, Woodstock one. Okay, so that's mainly like for people who want to, you know, learn about singing and ear training and, and harmonizing. And they have tents and stuff. Oh or? no, it's not really camping it's out. Camping? It's like day. No. It's like from ten drop to, off. ten to two drop off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I um, cut you off on the July thing though. What oh you? yeah, July the th- the second to last week of July which would be like a starting on Monday the 23rd or something, is the Gowanus Music Club Rock Camp. So this is like rock nice. um, in Gowanus, Brooklyn. Then I'm teaching at Interlochen uh, Arts Academy in Michigan the following week. Wow. Interlochen kicked me out, by the way, when I was going to camp. So I'm going to go back there, and I am going to spread love. <laughs> That's and forgive good. them. I'm going to forgive them for kicking me out. How upon upon of that shit? Upon I love upon you. I'm, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. All over that shit. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. And that's a wrap, y'all. Boom. Tracy, you, Tracy Bonham. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Joseph and Ehud. Peace. <laughs> that was fun. That was so fun. Yeah. My God, I learned so much. Will you? I need the upon upon. Nailed it. Nailed it. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Patreon.com slash Come to Where I'm From. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs>